It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Final segment of episode 100 of this new program here on KSL News Radio. I call it new because it is new. Uh, in this radio game, it takes a long time uh, for things to get worked out and for things to get comfortable and for uh, routines to become established. And I tell you what, I know I've been here hanging out with you each day since December, but I still feel brand new. I am wet behind the ears. I'm green. I have a lot to learn. And for that reason, I've been turning to folks who are in the know. You, you heard that conversation in the last segment with Doug Wright, someone who I had the great honor and privilege to work with for a number of years, serving as his producer earlier in the program from our sister station, FM 100. We heard from Rusty Keys, who's been here in Salt Lake City for some 20 plus years. Uh, it plays uh, music for folks uh, in the afternoons, and I, uh, over the past few weeks, as I've been going out to, to jog a few miles after each day's program, have been finding uh, some some great uh, escape in the music played by uh, Rusty and after on the afternoons uh, at FM 100. And uh, you know, as today was the hundredth episode, I thought it'd be cute to chat with our uh, friends at FM 100. Anyway, uh, I I also started today's program with a bit of a somber feeling. Uh, and I couldn't quite shake it. I couldn't quite figure out what had me uh, feeling the way I was feeling. I uh, felt kind of out of control and a little bit uh, forlorn. And as I tried to sort out uh, my feelings, I, I realized, you know what, Lee? Come on, snap out of it. You you're you're feeling this way because you're lonely. Uh, you're feeling this way because you feel like you're trapped in this little rat cage of a guest bedroom where you've been broadcasting for the past seven weeks. Uh, you you miss your friends from the workplace. You miss being able to go to the restaurants and to the movie theaters. Uh, but you know what, pal? You got it better than most. Uh, so be grateful. And that's what I. That's a little pep talk I gave myself. Uh, <laughs> I said I said you know uh, you're lucky to have a job. You're lucky uh, that you are in a position where you are able to work each day and uh, make sure that there is food in the pantry for your family and a roof uh, over your head, a roof for yourself, your wife, and your beautiful new baby girl. I am lucky, and I should not be down. Uh, and I need to give myself these pep talks from time to time. Uh, one of the reasons I, I got down was uh, because of uh, one sentence I heard yesterday on these airwaves. It was a sentence uttered by Melva Sine. She's with the Utah Restaurants Association, and she shared an estimation uh, a guess, a projection, a look at what the future may hold for uh, specifically the restaurant industry here in Utah. And it is this. She predicts that between 20 and 25 percent of all restaurants here in the state of Utah uh, may be closed now, never again to reopen. 20 to 25 percent. Possibly a quarter of all restaurants here in the state of Utah may never again open. Now, you have to presume that uh, guesses like that may also be applied to other industries. There are small businesses uh, from the north end of uh, this state all the way down to St. George, which will, as a result of our reaction to this coronavirus, never again reopen. There are lives and livelihoods that will be ruined. 
and I have found myself over the past few days uh, not questioning science or doubting the advice given by experts, but I have been asking myself uh, if we have been appropriately responding to this coronavirus. And I know we don't yet have the benefit of hindsight. I know we don't yet have the uh, the safe ground from which to make these analyses, but I am starting to, to ask myself uh, questions about how appropriate our reaction has thus far been. We in the state of Utah are lucky. I'd like to say we're, we're lucky because we have uh, a governor who has not handled things the way uh, it has been handled in other states. We here in the state of Utah, uh, when we hear the governor hand out uh, directives and give advice, it is always just that, uh, advice, directives, recommendations. Nothing that has been handed down by the governor uh, should give you the fear that uh, there will be police standing over your shoulder waiting to handcuff you and take you away because you don't have your mask on. He, along with the COVID-19 task force headed up by Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox has been making these recommendations. And for the most part, I think so far we've been doing a pretty good job. If you compare our per capita numbers, uh, those of uh, the, those unfortunate Utahns who have lost their lives here due to the coronavirus, as well as our per capita capacity for testing, we are doing quite well here in the state of Utah. And so that in itself is reason to be encouraged and reason for me at least not to be uh, so blue. And I should, uh, I should be in a better place mentally. I should shake that, uh, that feeling I woke up with this morning. Uh, and I'm going to do my best to do just that. Anyway, I'm not sure why I got off on that tangent. Uh, I had intended to, to talk to you during this segment about remote working. Uh, what it's been like for you to relocate your workplace from uh, the office to your home. Have you been more productive uh, or less productive? Have a, a voicemail here from an architect uh, sharing with us uh, their feelings and their experience on what it's like to work from home. I work at an architecture office, and I have a wife with four kids from preschool to sixth grade, but she's homeschooling. Um, I'm working from my bedroom at home. It, Kind of like you said, I feel like in a rat cage. My wife's got double the work from doing homeschool with her kids to the normal things that she does. Uh, struggling trying to refigure out how to shop for the things we need and when they're available, like toilet paper and paper towel, cleaning supplies, and those things. That's the experience of an architect uh, who's had to relocate his workplace from the office to home. I, I, I got curious about this topic uh, because of my own experience as well as uh, an article posted by USA Today. They took a survey and asked folks from around the country what the experience is like. And about a quarter of folks say that working from home has had a negative impact on their productivity. 43% of those working from home say that they are communicating with their colleagues less frequently than they did. And 31% uh, say their workload has decreased uh, since they began working from home. And uh, another quarter of those folks say that the workload has actually increased. Uh, so maybe you fall or maybe some of those statistics ring true to you. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the case is for me. I've got a unique job here as a talk show host. I can tell you that in terms of uh, productivity, uh, like writing and such like that, some of the things I have to do here behind the scenes, I have been more productive. I am more able to, to focus on stuff, and I am less prone to uh, getting involved in conversations with coworkers and such 
like that. But in terms of creativity, uh, it's killing me. It's kill I have a computer screen uh, to look into here. And producer Amy and I connect via video chat. But uh, other than that, uh, I, I miss the interaction and the high fives and, and uh, exchanges with folks like Boyd Matheson and uh, Amanda Dixon and the whole uh, crew there at KSL News Radio. Uh, folks, I miss you. I can't wait to get back uh, and hang out with you. Anyway, uh, I don't mean to sound uh, too like I'm feeling sorry for myself or anything like that, but uh, I share my own personal experience because I want you to know that on this, the 100th episode of my program, that uh, I, I want you to consider me your friend as I consider you uh, my friend. It is a partnership, and you and I are about 100 episodes into our friendship, which I hope lasts for years and years to come. I want to trade ideas with you. I want to trade the experiences of life with you. Uh, I've got this beautiful brand new baby, uh, little Piper. I want to share with you all the milestones that I get to witness here as I would invite you to share with me the milestones you get to enjoy uh, in your own home and in your own life. And we're going to get through this coronavirus thing together. It's going to be old news soon enough, and you and I will be able to uh, take our friendship to, to new and more interesting places. Uh, that's it for me. This has been episode number 100 of Live Mike. I'm your host, Lee Lonsberry, going to step away. Next up, it's Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL.